Good evening, this is Frances Hammond, your host of The Unexpected Detour. Coming to you with another episode about a detour. Why not? It's not about just breast cancer, it's about detours. That's it. Everything in life, there's going to be a detour. And this episode, I have called Learning to Accept Rejection. And I'm going to start by with a Bible verse that I found very appropriate for this episode. For well, I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. There are those times in life when you can never understand why this happened the way it does. Why don't things happen the way they do? It's a big question that we all like to ask. We want to know what, why, and how did it happen? We want what we want. We want to know it now. And we thrive for these answers that we never could find. That's how most of us have programmed our lives to feel. We want it. We want to answer now. So, I don't know what it is, but my own experience stems with relatives. Relatives that you've met for the first time. As an adult, can be difficult and uncomfortable situation. I remember meeting my biracial sisters and brothers, and I was truly excited just to know that I had them. I mean... My father wasn't really there in my life. So he rejected me too. And then all of a sudden, he wanted to know me. And that wasn't until the age of 16 when the oldest brother that I had passed away. That was the first time I ever saw the man. Then the cousin died in the 80s and I saw him again for the second time in my life. And that is when he decided to introduce me to these sisters and brother. And they were biracial because their mother, she's Italian. And, you know, they got this long hair, whatever, blah, 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 blah. But I felt a coldness from them. A coldness as they looked through me as though I didn't belong. I mean, really cold. And as time went by, I tried to bond to no avail. The more I tried, it hurt. So I had to remove myself from the equation. And then it was years after that our father died. And I had to face that same rejection again. Can you imagine? They didn't want to know you then, but here you have to go to the funeral of the father that has grown his tribe to no end only to be hurt again. And I remember sitting in that service and good grief. Could you imagine sitting there? Somebody, they're reading this obituary. All names are said and you're overlooked. You know how hurt it was? Can you just imagine 
your name is overlooked, but yet no, you're still one of the children. It was as though I was invisible. Like they looked right through me and I didn't exist anymore. Now, mind you, they knew who I was, but they refused to acknowledge my existence. Damn, that cut like a knife, only leaving a scar too deep, not knowing if I could ever recover. And yes, I have recovered. I recovered from that human rejection. I just was looking for my birthright, and I thought I was entitled to it. Hey, that was my father too. That was my father before them. But why would I want to look for a man who didn't want to own me as a child? And I think that that's what happens to a lot of women. When your your father rejects you, you look and you seek for this attention from a man who will love you and give you that love that is missing from your dad. And that's when we, as women, we make bad decisions because we're looking for love in all the wrong places because we miss that father figure. How sad is that? That is really a sad feeling, you know, to know that this is what we're looking for. But it doesn't have to be like that because first we have to learn to accept the rejection and know that it is not our fault. We did nothing wrong and this is what took me a while. I did nothing wrong. I didn't ask to come here, but apparently I was supposed to be here on this earth and so were they. Was I supposed to meet them? Yes, I was. Did I think I could bond with them? Yes, I did. Did I think it would ever work? I wasn't sure. And as I found out it didn't, I learned that it was time to move on. Accept what it was. Can't change what happened. Can't blame anybody. Can't blame them for my existence. But take it to God and they can blame who they want to blame. And that is just how I felt. I was annoyed. Really hurt. You know, and with that, you just, you just go on with life. You learn to live, you learn to love, and you learn to love yourself and know that although he wasn't in your life, God was always there. And with that, I'm going to close with this quote. Human rejection can be God's divine protection. Paula Hendricks, and yes. I believe that rejection was truly, truly, divinely a protection because I don't know what I would have gotten myself into and I don't know where these people were coming from. Francis Hammond, your host of The Unexpected Detour. And I want to remind you of something. If you're doing something and you're not passionate about it, and if you're looking for it just to make money, then it's nothing. When you do stuff, you have to be passionate about it. Whether you make money or not, passion comes from deep within. And so with 
that. I think we all need to search our passion and follow it through.